Hello, welcome to the podcast. Hello, is yours for some date who cares? Anyway, I'm joined by Harry and uh, Dan over here. Hello. Hi. Yeah, I'm I'm tired. Just just to make sure people know. You did come directly from the airport, did you? I might be a bit weird, but anyway. <laughs> Otherwise. Right. Okay. Yes. So so uh, basically, it's my birthday on Friday. So I'm inviting all of our lovely gold tier members to send me a happy birthday message uh, and send it in at the weekend so that I get it on on Monday and Tuesday. And tell me uh, tell me your favourite things about me and and any other birthday cheer that you wish. Um, there's not a competition as such. Oh, and if you're not a gold tier member, um, you can still send in a video very easily. You simply click the big gold upgrade button, and that will enable that ability. So. This is very dangerous. Mm. Although, to be fair, I do hope that people upgrade purely so that they can send you positive messages. And I'm sure they will. Oh, I'm sure they will. One, one and all be positive. Mm. Can we uh, just double check that your mic's working as well? Oh my God, not my <laughs> mic. <as well. laughs> Hello, test, test. One, we, two, one, yeah, we, two. You ought to get this. Buckle we, my shoe. Hello. Bring in the Utahs because those guys complain a lot. Are we getting anything? Sorry, that's what you call them now? <laughs> Are we getting anything in? Or we Everything's getting... working. All right, everything's working. Oh, we, we've got the phone. Everybody's working. There we go. What about there we... your mic? Is your mic switched off now? I'm Callum? fine. Mine always right. fine. No, I'm not. Camera check or something breaks. All right, we should start the yeah, show. Probably, probably. Like... Also, Sargon with an E yes. at the end. There yes, you go. he's going to be back in like a few days, and he's Callum, turned you're off cursed. when he finds out what we've done. Actually, cursed. What did I do? I don't know, but you did something. <laughs> this is the first like bit... oh, we've had yeah, a few problems. Sponsorship. You don't. You don't know what Euroshopper is. No. Oh, okay, never mind. Should I? Yeah. Right. Really crappy energy drinks and chocolate you buy as a kid because you're poor. Uh, no. Sorry. Well, they're, they're but... those like off-brand energy drink brand energy drink. Yes. Anyway, that, that didn't <laughs> work. <laughs> that's that's what you were never mind. All right, let's move we should, on. We should probably do a segment at some point. I think. Do we have to? Let's do the grievance. All right, let's let. Uh, we'll talk about Black Grievance Month then. So yeah, it's Black Grievance Month, otherwise known as Black History Month, but that's the that's the fake, illegitimate title, as far as I know, because we all know that Black History Month isn't there to actually celebrate any form of real history. It's there to complain about white people. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Realistically speaking, <laughs> like ev everything that. What, what, what even is the point? Like, if I, I don't want to be that guy that just sits there and is like, yeah, you know, the left are retarded because, you know, they always are. But sincerely, if you wanted to still man the position of black history, and the argument is like, oh, black people are underrepresented in the history books, therefore we want to have a special month where we elevate it. Well, it's also the it reason, black history. It's also the reason why they've been disproportionately underrepresented in history books. It's because, white man. because they were erased from history because they was Kangs. They was pharaohs and sh you know. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that's how it goes. To be fair, my favorite movie is Zulu and they make up the majority of the cast in that. It was That's a very forward-thinking film. But no one arguing for Black History Month would ever be like, oh, Zulu. It's <laughs> never that. It's always some black guy you've never heard of who, trust me, bro, invented like the vacuum cleaner. And, and you then go you check are... it, it's never true. No, yeah. I saw a video that was some random black woman on TikTok going through, oh, I was trying to live my life without using inventions created by black people. I just couldn't do anything. Yeah, I went to go and vacuum my house. Oh, no, couldn't do it. And then somebody just... Very quickly, because she was just flashing up patents that had been put forward in the, the 1800s by black Americans. And uh, the guy just looked into it. It was like, no, there was a guy who patented this invention 50 years before. There was another one who did the same thing 60 years before. Every single one of them was just a guy who was black at some point put a patent in. That's rough. Yeah. Every single one of your claims just bunk. Well, yeah, obviously. That's what these people do. They just go... Oh, there's a nice history you've got there. I'll take that. 
Stonehenge, nice monuments there, must have been me. These people, they can't... These activists, they're not able to like look at history and be able to... Right, you, you leave Tariq Nasheed out of this. He's a good man. <laughs> Just, I'm, bra- I'm book-breaking him <laughs> as we speak. <laughs> it's like they can't look at any aspect of history and be able to empathize with it or appreciate it unless the people who are directly involved share their skin color. It's a very strange way of looking at history, but you know that's, that's how it goes. And on that... Uh, Labour Party, obviously, decided the first thing that they wanted to do this month was celebrate that black history is British history. And there was an interesting... I don't know if they've mentioned this in anything else before. If if not, then this was quite a an abrupt announcement of it. Because at the end of here, they do all of the, oh, inequality, oh, we need to destroy inequity, we need to make everything more equal. Also, to do that, we'll introduce a Race Equality Act to tackle structural inequalities. Don't, don't we already have one? Um, I mean, yeah. there's the Equality Act... And that's basically right. what that is, because it has protected characteristics. And well, that okay, that was built upon the Race Equality Act, the Gender Equality Act, and I believe there was there was one more as well. But I forget. Oh, there's there's lots of them. There's public orders where no, you... but the Equality Act was a, an amalgamation. So yes, we did have one. We and... did have one, and then we amalgamated them all into the Equality Act, which is a, a terrible, terrible piece of law. And then what happened was somehow, somehow, despite making it illegal for people to have differences. People still were different from one another and behaved in different ways. And could you even imagine it had different outcomes from their different behavior? Discuss then. Discuss then. <laughs> so, Sincerely, yeah. that's how these, pe- these people actually think, though. Yeah, so what we need is another Race Equality Act to replace... What, what's going on? What's going on, Labour? What will this be? Will this just be... If I'm, do I need to wear an armband? Is that what this will end up as being? I mean, African colored armbands. Uh, yeah, Pan African armbands. Is that what I'm going to have to do? You've not announced anything regarding what this will actually, you know, entail beyond just saying the Race Equality Act, which I can just assume that it means that I, nis- I have to give up 50% of my income to my local black charity or my local black activist or Dawn Butler, who's also involved in this, promoting this. We need to salute our sisters. Keir Starmer posted the same thing. Black Brit history is British history. Labour government will introduce a race equality act. Now, I've spoken quite a lot recently over the fact that Labour had been doing quite a, an effective job, given how terrible the Tories are, pivoting their rhetoric to try and appeal more to the old working class, where they're saying that we're going to be tough on immigration, we're going to get rid of the madness. Finally, Keir Starmer is here so that we can end the far-left madness that Labour had descended into and return to a, a sensible centre. And then he comes out with nonsense like this, and then also at the same time, I believe a few weeks ago, announced that he, if Labour get into power, they will be taking on the, um, the targets and quotas for refugees that the EU sets, which was one of the things that we left the EU to avoid doing in the first place. Why would you, why would you do that? Because you don't want to win elections, Dan. Evidently, all of the things that Labour seemed to be learning and how to promote themselves, they've immediately thrown all of that in the bin and just gone, yes, we'll have the literal racism act, the I hate my whitey act. <laughs> do, 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 you think, do you think this is the political equivalent of like the pull a pig competition? Because it, it, it almost seems like, I mean, conservatives have tried so hard to lose this election. 
Yes. And are, and are continuing to try so hard to lose. Do you think Labour are like playing a game with themselves? Let's see how much we can try and lose the election and still win by or something like I, that. I think that might be what's going on. I think what's happening is, obviously, we're getting into election season, so Conservatives are throwing out the red meat. Suella Braverman comes out saying... They're also proposing a racism act, but yeah, yeah, uh, different Multiculturalism reasons. has failed <laughs> all of this. And uh, if imagine it's a foot race, okay? And they're coming yeah. up to the final line and Labour has started to really outpace Conservatives yeah. in the last few metres. And then, as soon as he gets to the finish line, they've got the ribbon there. Instead of crossing the line, Labour decides to kneel down and grot themselves <laughs> with the ribbon. That seems to be what's happening here. To be fair, if the, if, if the uniparty thing is really true, you don't actually want to beat your opposition by too much because you, you want a nice, friendly opposition. If... if Conservatives get drubbed in the way that some of the polls suggest and go down to about 40 seats. You know, they're not going to be there much longer. But I think, I think the problem with the Uniparty is that we've seen from 2019 that even if you have a ridiculous majority in Parliament, you still just won't do anything that's outside of the, mm. the Overton window paradigm framework that you exist within. Because Conservatives, mm. we always go on about it. They've had so long to do all of this stuff that would have been good for the country roll back on immigration, actually secure the borders against illegal migration, um, pull back some of these laws like the Communications Act, maybe take away Ofcom uh, or some of their regulatory power, all this stuff that Tony Blair implemented. And they've just made it stronger and stronger and stronger. And then with Ofcom, they go, oh, we'll make it even stronger with the online So, so Tories winning that 80-seat majority was one of the worst things that ever happened to them because all of a sudden they got no excuses. It's like, oh, you can do everything that you've said you're going to do. Oops. Yep. Callum, what were you laughing at? I can't tell you because it's it's too spicy. It's from the chat. <laughs> I screenshotted it though, so I'll, I'll put yeah, it. Yeah, you'll, you'll send that to me afterwards. So. But I do kind of like this. I don't know if we can get this back on screen because I just I love the idea that he's sitting there being like, "Black history is British history." Just that phraseology, I, I find hilarious because it's so imperialistic. Mm. Where it's just like, yes, Britain includes all of sub-Saharan Africa, yes. the Caribbean. Well, there, I was bringing back say, boys. I was going to say the black history that they want to highlight isn't, let's say, the most honest portrayal of Britain's history with, uh, with black sure. people in the past. I mean, for one, they completely ignore any reference to uh, blockading the transatlantic slave trade, paying off the slaveholders so that we could free all of the slaves that were part of the empire, etc., etc. They don't want to pay any attention to that sort of stuff. No, they want to turn around and say Stonehenge was built by Kangs. Suleiman. He was a Moor. Yes. Septimius Severus. Uh, uh, not British, not black. In fact, North African, probably Mediterranean, black. Have you not seen this? Was he? The, I can't remember which one he was. Septimius Severus, I believe, was the Roman emperor who came over here and, and actually lived okay, in great. England yeah, for a little bit when they were doing the conquests. The emperor of Rome was black, trust me. Yeah, trust me. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Why? Well, because in some old pictures of him, he was depicted as having a quite brownish bronze skin tone, which... If you, uh, I mean, I can highlight it here. I've seen an Italian. There's, there's an excellent video recently released for Black History Month, Black Grievance Month, by Survive the Drive, who we had on a few weeks ago. We spoke to Bo, very good video. You should check it out, uh, where he debunked a few of these ones because there's a list that you can find online of 100 greatest isn't, black Britons. Isn't Anne Boleyn black now? I, I remember so there was a BBC series in which, in which we found that out. They you, know tried... what you know what's really annoying, though? Is there were, I think it was some green text or something a while back where someone really pointed out the difference between right and left-wing thinking in terms of the culture war, right. which is that you'll find like left-wing, let's say normies as well, 
will get their viewpoints not from history or facts or data, but instead from the movies they watch. Yeah. So sincerely, I reckon if you did a poll, there probably is a significant amount of the American population. I'm just saying that because they're slightly removed because they don't know about the royal family as well, who probably think Anne Boleyn was black. No, you're right. I'm just saying, I know it's going to be like, I don't know, 12% or something, but Americans, when polled, I think, what did they believe? They believe like 20% of America was transgender. They thought that, that right. yeah, I remember it. I've got, I've got that link somewhere. But they believed that. I think they thought that America's population was forty percent black. When it's <laughs> yeah, quite, I about that one. <laughs> quite, quite notoriously, it's um, it's twelve percent or thirteen. To be fair, if you only watched the advert, you would adverts. You would come to the conclusion that every family in Britain consists of a black father and a, and a white mum. Yes. Fiction actually defines what people believe. Well, yeah, no. Uh, for, for most people, history is manufactured for them by Hollywood. You're, mm. you're absolutely right there. And it is quite distressing, given that I don't trust Hollywood to depict these things accurately. I know. They, they only lie up front. <laughs> yeah, they only lie about everything. They only try and tell me that the Vikings was black, actually. We was rapists. <laughs> 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 no, no, no. I have to cut that in. <laughs> oh god, they haven't tried that one yet, have they? Hitrik Nasheed Productions. <laughs> it's it's been pointed out that when they do the Viking stuff, it's quite strange that some some members, some black activists, go like, "Oh my god, they rape and they steal from other communities." Oh, it's just like me. Oh god, Obviously, that's not representative of all of them. But no, the, but the, the, the activists—that's how they think. I remember when Tariq Nasheed tried to claim that the, the Japanese were black because they're descendants of Ethiopians. What? Do you not know about this? No, I've de- okay. I, I'm not check check much, on that. I'm not as much of a Tariq scholar as I love you are. Okay, for people who don't know, Tariq Nasheed is this black nationalist who like takes this to its logical he's a, conclusion. He's a foundational black American. In which he, he argues that basically... You know how the Nazis would argue that basically every big historical event, the Greeks, the Romans, these were right. true Aryans. And they right. try and prove this like pseudoscience. He's the same thing, but for the black race. So literally okay. all civilizations that built anything were black. The Chinese were black. Japanese, black. Right. But then obviously you have to kind of take on the atrocities, presumably, as well. No, no. They, they were just... They, they became white at that moment. Yeah, that, that was <laughs> when the white people invaded. And the rape of Nam King, the Jap, became black. <laughs> Sorry, became white. Yeah, became white. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> because they were black all along. They were Ethiopians. Good, and then he... they started raping and murdering they were white people and king. And then they were white. And then after World War II, They're they went again. back to... Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Trust me, it's a very serious movement, Black History Month. Is... I'm, I'm tempted to watch it now, some of his stuff, just to see how he hangs his together. I, I, I'm aware that he has a full documentary series, which I think is still ongoing. I think he's doing right. installments of it, where it's about, <laughs> about book-breaking. <laughs> Yeah. Well, not the pug breaking one. Yeah, I think he's uh, still doing installments of that. I don't. I don't know. I'm not a scholar of Tariq Nasheed's work. Like, but he's but he's the guy who takes it to its ultimate conclusion, which you can like you can see elements there. I mean, in the examples you're giving, where they'll just jump to. I mean, like Survivor Jai makes a great point with that BBC video as well there from Horrible History. Oh yeah. Well, they'll just jump to like random figures and be like, yeah, there was black. Why? Uh-huh. They'll also and, just... and Tariq just does the same, but for entire civilizations. Well, they'll they'll also just co-opt the entirety of North Africa as well. If anyone was born in any part of Africa at any point, that means they're sub-Saharan African black. Oh, like the uh, the Cleopatra thing. 
Yeah, like the, the Cleopatra I mean, thing. Despite you the could make she... a possible argument for Cleopatra, not a good one, but you could make a possible she argument. She was how? She was Greek. Well, because it was so long ago that we don't know for absolutely certain. Got it just DNA. seems quite improbable. Okay, well, <laughs> I don't know about that, but I'm pretty certain. I thought that, we just had drawings. I mean, she was mummified, right? Uh, so I'm pushy. I'm pretty. Um, I'm pretty. Uh, I think. I think the older Egyptians did that. No, no. I'm. I'm. I'm pretty certain that we've done reconstructions of what she would have looked like, and she would have just been a quite pretty young white girl with ginger hair. Does Does DNA tell you whether you would or not? You don't. You don't know if they're pretty from the DNA, do you? Wait, it's not that. What, well, you can do. Well, if you've got. <laughs> sorry, if you've got ideas. <laughs> right. Well, if you've got the skull what? of somebody. For instance, okay. then ah. use those to do oh, okay. a very pretty accurate um, facial reconstruction. Okay, yeah, that, okay. Of, but that's not that's not the that, that, that's that's the skull and stuff. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. when you've got okay. that kind of access to those um, uh, okay. uh, remains, then you're able to do those sorts of things. And right. Okay. If I've got any of this wrong in the comments, uh, please correct yes. me because just, just... I don't claim to be an expert on this. I'm sure Survive the Jive will be. Yeah, no, I'm sure, I'm sure he will. If do you want DNA testers now include the hot or not scale? No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. <laughs> Can you imagine I'm doing sure your 23andMe. You me. an investment. No, but sincerely, like, if you did your 23andMe and at the bottom it just said, not hot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's the thing. I did the ancestry test, as we were talking about before we went on, and it does DNA traits where it gives you quite a good breakdown of where your DNA like pushes you uh, personality-wise. Obviously, it's not always going to be but things like crime or <laughs> no, <laughs> no, it doesn't give that kind of breakdown. Bombings. But for me, for instance, there was a, a trait for there was a... <laughs> no, I'm not Irish at all. Actually, um, there was a trait for picky eating, and I was all the way in very picky eater, which was very, very accurate. Yeah, that's definitely true. Yeah, anybody yeah. who's met me in real life knows that I'm a terrible picky eater. So it is quite accurate with those sorts of things. I knew a guy once who would only eat food if it was white. Like egg, <laughs> like, sorry, not, not even like egg, egg whites. So, no, yeah, egg whites, rice, no yolk. white bread. Yeah, not right, okay. He, he wasn't like some deep racist from the south or something. No, no, he wasn't oh, no, actually. White, he, was white, quite, he was quite, he was quite, quite woke. poorly cooked chicken, like yeah. boiled chicken. Yeah. Okay. That's I, very I, could, I could never understand that, but there was it was his thing. What happened to him? What caused such a thing? Even I'm not that I, picky. I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm terrible. Anyway, yeah. uh, we were talking about Black History Month, I'm sure, at some yeah. point in, in this. <laughs> we went sideways. Uh, yeah, uh, Sadiq Khan posted a video talking about Black History Month and Black Londoners, and he repeated that old myth, the classic statement that, oh, actually, Windrush came over here so they could help rebuild Britain and they came over here because the government was so desperate. We invited them over. We just had such a low, such a lack of workers and laborers to be able to rebuild Britain. And if you'd There's like, not enough time to go through why each one of those is obviously wrong. Well, yes. And if so you obviously. do have time, you can go onto the website and read Simon Webb's recent article talking about the myth of Caribbeans helping to rebuild post-war Britain. And I just got a highlighted quote here from the article, which says it all, really. In 1955, worried about soaring unemployment, the government of Barbados contacted London Transport and asked them to come to the island to recruit staff. So keen was the government of Barbados to send their unemployed citizens to another country that they even offered to pay the fares of those taking jobs with London Transport. Know that that's about 10 years after the end of the Second World War. Well, everyone still lived in rubble. Yes. 
that's exactly how my grandparents described it. They said, you know, we lived in a box under a broken archway. Still living in the tube. Yes. It was Bobby's like, still coming. It was like the four Yorkshiremen sketch from Monty Python, except far worse. I have always had that question, though, because you get this claim of like, you know, such and such group rebuilt Britain. I'm like, OK, so what year exactly was Britain rebuilt? Was it 1949? Mm. 1952? Well, like, at what point was we Britain too, rebuilt? Because we then beyond there, how much rebuilding were you doing in 1965? I mean, you know, for 19, yeah. the, the latter half of 45, all of 46 and 47, right up until Windrush pulled in, we were just too busy celebrating the victory to get around to rebuilding anything. Just twerking in the streets. Well, yep. to be fair, and then the Caribbean showed yeah. up. And to be fair, went, there is a massive population You've got to get yourselves spike. in action here. <laughs> yeah. You're living in rubble, man. What's going on? And we went, oh, you're right. I'm so sorry. We should probably break out the bricks and mortar. Hadn't occurred. Did you try running for the late party? Or? Uh, well, you know, they can always get in touch if they're interested. All right. Dan, oh, you... yes. Yes. Oh, uh... You, no, you were about to say something, Dan. Oh, were you not starting my say? Uh, I no. Didn't I didn't know. I didn't know if that was a segue or it was no, that an invitation to say something witty. No, that wasn't a segment. Well, I can't now. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> there you go. In that case, let's, let's carry on. You get all of the articles and newspapers all talking about it all at the same time, saying that we need to celebrate it. Interestingly enough, with this one, this is the, the independent. This is the only one that surprised me by not trying to rewrite British or European history and not trying to just complain constantly about how terrible everything has been for black people all the time ever. This one ignored that they're celebrating Diane Abbott for a moment. Oh, Jesus. They're Is all, there anyone who needs to be tack feared from the black race? They're all, I think everyone would agree. <laughs> they're all celebrating Diane Abbott. I'm sorry to break this to you. But this one actually... Uh, activist. But this one actually does show that uh, there are black people in Britain doing things. Amazing. That aren't just complaining about white people. Well, why'd they pick Diane Abbott? Well, that's <laughs> an out she's an outlier. Okay. <laughs> but they talk about people like uh, this guy, Ashley Walters, King Kano Robinson, uh, stellar cast of actors, shone in the final season of Top Boy on Netflix. I've not watched that, but Rory has and told me it's actually a very good television show. Well. Yeah, I watched that. That's quite good, actually. Yeah. yeah, yeah. See, so this one actually does do a celebration of not even just going back into history, but saying, hey, look, there are people doing interesting and creative things right now. To be fair, Top Boy is all about black crime. Well, write what you know. Um, yes. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's, there's an actual sense of celebration about this. But then you just yeah. go to, okay, uh, yeah, this was the Black History Month website where they were doing a big celebration of the whole thing, uh, saluting our sisters, because a lot of this ends up just turning into uh, Black Women's History Month. Oh. Where it's just, the, the whole thing is just like, the only, not only are Black people the only people who've achieved anything in history, it's also all Black women. So, uh, yeah, I, mean, I know this is the end result of any left-wing thought at this point. It's got to go intersectional. Yeah, it's going to be fair, they, black they trans did do the space program, so. And, and all, all of these are just, here's various activists is just a constant deluge of activists who did this and that. And you've got opinion pieces like this one talking about why we have Black History Month and the benefits of it brings, which is where this particular gentleman, Patrick Graham, just complains that in the 1970s, his historical education in a British school featured only British people. Big surprise. 
What, what is he complaining about exactly? Then? I know. And he, he says that he learned more from the television show Roots than he did school, at which point I have to break it to you. I'm sorry, Patrick, you didn't oh, learn anything because Roots... Yeah, Roots is complete fiction. <laughs> yes, Roots is a historical television show that is not accurate whatsoever. Shockingly enough, people in the 1800s and 1700s who would have died of disease if they went further into mainland Africa weren't just bum-rushing people in their homes and enslaving them. No, it was war, intertribal warfare, people on the West African coast capturing other tribesmen and then selling them off to traders. And also on the East Coast, selling them off to Arabs. That's, that's what it so, was. So hang on, I, I, I haven't seen Roots. So that is... There's the scene where they uh, depict the slave trade and how it happened is the right. evil white devil. He would turn up with, um, well, these big nets and right. he would catch a man like you'd catch a fish or a bear in the net. And then we'd right. drag them back to the shores in which we then shove them on our boats and disappear like the pirates we were. And Always. nobody dies of malaria. <laughs> so so no. fair, that is... That's that not is, what happened. That's, not is, what is, happened that, that's more or less what the Barbary pirates did, but that was the other way around. <laughs> yeah, that's true, actually. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, they true. turned yeah. up with like, knives and guns instead of a, a net, because who uses a net? Like, what's, what's wrong with you? But, yes. you know, we would just buy slaves off the Black King who had the slaves. Yes. Because, you know, it's easy to just give him money. Well, you say we. I mean, the British didn't, typically. But, uh, well, we did for a number of years. Yeah, these, it, we but, but the vast majority went to um, uh, Arabia. Yeah, and Portugal as well. Yes. Big boys. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And uh, then there was this other thing that I found at the same time. This was announced on the 1st of October, where, which is, of course, the beginning of Black Grievance Month, talking about how the Nottinghamshire police are training officers, staff, and new starters in black history. And this is all coming off of the back of the Police Race Action Plan, which of course, is something that England desperately needed after the murder of George Floyd. I looked through the documents that they released regarding that, which, um, uh, which explicitly states that in the very first sentence of the document, that it's George Floyd died and we needed to take a look at policing in, in the UK. It happened in the US. We've already covered George Floyd a number of times, so we don't need to get into the actual circumstances of that. But I decided to take a look at the National Police Chiefs Council's webpage and look at the document itself. And they say in here, and I've not got the, uh, the link on here, uh, it says, we are committed to zero tolerance racism and policing. They will adopt an explain or reform approach to redress the negative impact and outcomes experienced by black people. And we are responsible for making sure that black people feel not underprotected, but at the same time, not over-policed which is a complete right. clown show balancing act to try and do those two things at the same time. We want to pr uh, protect people, but the also police. at the same time, but not be there to protect them. Because, of course, if you look into the right. statistics in crime in the UK, similarly with, black, uh, with uh, black America, black crime within the UK disproportionately is against other black people yes, black, within the UK. It's black on black, yeah. Yes. So if you want to right. protect them, you are going to need to police those areas. That's always the contradiction. Right. And it had this incredible line because they, they, they did all the same things, which is basically they're just going to create an advisory group so they can give money and jobs to their activist friends for the College of Policing. They're going to start reporting annual ethnicity pay gaps. And it includes this amazing line in this document saying, we understand that uh, the disproportionate use of police powers is a problem in and of itself. 
regardless of the reasons for those racial disparities. Re- yeah. Regardless. So it could be completely just the point in doing a study. Yes. I don't care about the reason, but here's my study. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's absolutely ridiculous, but it's good to know that what's going to help people prevent crime this Black History Month is going to be that the Nottinghamshire police are going to be told about Mary Seacole. Right. Fantastic. This is, as, as I pointed out with HS2, the question you should ask whenever you see initiatives being put forward like this is, how will this help X? You ask the Stone Toss comic question, how will this help sell burgers? How will this help build a train track? How will this help prevent crime? The answer is not forthcoming. It's just, but we're doing this. We're, we're doing this, though. And uh, yeah, anyway, I think that's all I wanted to say on the matter. So happy Black Grievance Month, everybody. Um, have fun and remember that um, we was Kangs. <laughs> There's nothing more to say Wakanda about that. Smooth finish, Harry. Yeah, <laughs> Wakanda forever. There you yes. go. Uh, right, so did you guys know that um, it turns out that we can deport them after all? No, I didn't actually. Yeah, so so, so Sweden has decided that um, yeah, actually we, we 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 can deport people after all. It's it's a thing that we can do. Now we're going to have to be a little bit careful here because of course this is something happening in Sweden, um, and in this country um, you actually go on a watch list if you advocate for deporting anyone. So I would, I would just never like do such a thing. yes, I would just like to start off by saying that I, I fully support the British government in everything that it is doing, and actually all of these uh, dangerous criminals that Sweden is about to deport, we should of course bring them here because uh, that will keep me off a of a list. Wait, so this rule that if you advocate anything of that sort, yes. that also includes if you just say like the violent criminals and grooming gangs. Yeah. So 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 uh, the British uh, government put out um, basically its its priorities for um, policing and intelligence services, and the largest part of that was focusing on people who advocate for deportations. A small bit was about Islamic um, uh, terrorism, but the largest part was about people who advocate deportations. So that's what the that's what the intelligence service and the British police spend most of their time on, according to this the documents that they themselves yeah, put I mean, out. There is a big threat to the public from those calling for deportations. Yes, so the public course, might be safer. Yes, of course. Again, we, just just ask the question: How will this prevent terrorism? Similar, similar point. Yes. Yeah, so, so we are, we are not advocating this here. However, the, the Sweden have have gone down this route. So let's start with this uh, article from the BBC. Um, they're, they're very guarded in this language, but they, they sort of make the point here. Uh, they explain that Sweden's prime minister has summoned the head of the army um, to help curb a surge in gang killings. Mr. Uh, am I getting this right? Christensen's centre-right minority government, which came to power last year with the support of the anti-immigration Swedish Democrats, has not yet been able to stem the violence. The prime minister said on Thursday he would push ahead with surveillance, harsher penalties for breaking gun laws, stronger deportation powers, and stop and search zones. Now, um, the BBC underplay this very significantly by simply adding the line stronger deportation powers. So I'm going to have to come up with some other sources, including the Prime Minister's statement himself, to, to explain what's really going on. But I did quite like the BBC article because it's got this brilliant line that, uh, you know, uh, after hearing this, the BBC went off and decided to speak to some community organisers to see what they thought. And they said that they were deeply disappointed in these plans uh, to address underlying social issues. One of them, Sazika Hershey, head of 
you know, whatever. Um, group linked to Amnesty International called for more ch- action on child poverty and increased resources for youth clubs and community services and sports centres. So the reason that Sweden is obviously experiencing this dramatic surge in bombings, shootings, and all the rest of it is because they do not have enough youth centres. Apparently they could be playing darts or pool yeah. or something. Yeah. You know, the Swedes. The Swedish youth. Mm. How well, can they do this to Sweden? You, you can sort of imagine the, the, the mentality, can't you? Thinking, well, we're about to place this bomb in this flat or this car. <laughs> but hang on. They, they, they've got okay, some ping pong tables down the, down, the, uh, down, the, down the road. Wouldn't I prefer to be playing air hockey right now? Well, yes, exactly. So, um, you know, that, know, drug money is pretty good. That, 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 that's the BBC's uh, take, take on why, this. Why commit this terrorism, boys, when we could go for a round of bowling right now? Yes. Yeah, that does actually sound like a government advert. Oh, would well, you want to bet they're going to do that? It, it'll be the, the advertised image will be they'll be like rolling a bomb down the lane <laughs> or something and it'll explode. <laughs> Strike! Yeah! And all of the actors are going to have to be recast, so they're all white Swedish. Well, yeah, of course. So the most yes. oh, so never get aired. <laughs> Swedish men ever. You know that happened but, with the grooming gangs? Yeah, well, Yorkshire. It, yes, every so often I see adverts. There was one about somebody harassing people on the tube that cast a white actor, but I didn't see the the Yorkshire one. No, but there's, it's it's not even like uh, you know oh ridiculous. Like right. it was a scandal internally because the Yorkshire police said, "Hey, we have a a bit of a problem uh, going on. So what we want you to do, Mister Advertisement Man, is to make an advertisement warning young girls to be on the lookout for people who are grooming them and yes. to see the signs." So they shot the advert and they cast the perpetrators as uh, Asian men. And then the advert yeah. was blocked by Ofcom on the basis it would cause racial tension. So they reshot the advert with white men being the perpetrators. Yeah, I And would, then it was allowed to be shown. I wouldn't, I wouldn't knock it too much because those are basically the only jobs that white men can get in advertising these days. <laughs> so <laughs> we, we don't want to shut that off. Point. Now, I'm, I'm going to do a quick plug because the boss man, he's going to be back in a couple of days. So, so quickly, use the code SARGON um, you, you, um, you, you, you cheeky YouTube people who aren't currently on the website, uh, use the code Sargon with an E and you'll get 50% off your subscription for the next three months. And uh, Bossman is going to be back in a couple of days and realize what we've done and turn that code off. So, you know, uh, you've, got a, you've got a couple of days to do that. Then I will go to the next link, which is, um, which I thought was, um, you know, contained hilarity, but it sort of lays out the situations to how Sweden got into this situation. It explains, once peaceful Sweden is grappling with a major crime wave that includes murder, gun violence and bombings at a level unwitnessed by its peers and neighbours. The chief police, Anders Fonberg, admitted, this is a society we don't want. Uh, then goes off to list a whole bunch of uh, blah, 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 killing, shootings, blah, 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 blah. Uh, yeah, almost, yeah. That almost sounded like the brass eye. This is the one thing we didn't <laughs> want to happen. Now, according to the uh, Nordic uh, top cop, the reason for the drastic decline in safety is impossible to fathom. He, he mentions that um, he, no, he, he cautiously admits there are those who claim immigration could have been a factor. What, what does the empirical evidence bear out if you were to, say, look at proportional statistics? Oh, yeah, basically immigration go up, shootings, bombings, and rapes go up. Yeah. Yes. I can't wrap my head around but, it. But, but this, this guy... All right, obviously. Yes, but, but this chap who is... Um, I would venture no Sherlock Holmes is is unable to make the connection himself, and is is baffled by this. 
Um, when asked why uh, Sweden's peers are free of such problems, Thonberg said he doesn't really have a good explanation for that either. <laughs> Suggested. <laughs> Sorry, like, you're literally across the sea, right in front of you is Poland, yes. and you have no idea what the difference between it's Captain Sweden and Poland is. Or e even Norway, or, or Finland, or, or, or the Danes. I mean, they... well, they did a, a similar problem. I mean, the Danes fixed it. Yeah, yeah, you. yeah. Not as no, yeah. I mean, never Captain quite Sweden as bad is, as Sweden is yeah. the worst of the Nordics for sure. But I love how literally Poland is right there, and yes. Poland is the meme country of zero. Yes. But um, no, the, it, it, the, you, the, this sort of detective work is beyond Mr. Um, Thornburg. Yes, he, he, he said he doesn't have a really good explanation for that, and he suggests that perhaps this should be researched. Oh. But wouldn't that... Wouldn't, but what yes. if the research <laughs> doesn't have nice conclusions? Well, yes, that, 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 could, be, that could be tricky. Would, for instance, ban the results of this yes. research? Yes, app apparently a reporter did did put it to him and said, "Well, okay, uh, you know, take um, an, an area of Stockholm. So this is one particular bit of Stockholm, the one of one city, the area of uh, Java. Uh, they said that there's as many fatal shootings in this particular district of of Stockholm as there is in the whole of Norway for a year." But um, Mr. Mr. Thornburg did not engage with that point. So so anyway. Um, yes, so so police have spent the last few years being completely baffled as to why the uh, rise in immigration has gone hand in hand with a rise in stabbings, shootings, rapes, and murders. Um, but um, what we what this article does point out is that um, Swedish police are now getting four billion in funding, which has doubled since the immigration wave began. So, so that potentially contains a clue. Four billion is a lot of money. That's as much as we God, spend. I just mean, like Sweden's been going through this for a while. Yes, it's not new. But four billion is a lot. That's how much we spend on our nuclear submarine program, or two weeks' interest on the national debt. So, so yes, quite a lot. Um, now, I've, I've got a, I've got a video for you of um, of what's changed lately, and we can just we can just play that in the background because it's in Swedish, so it probably won't mean an awful lot to you. But um, but this, the the so I'm going to translate for you from the Prime Minister of Sweden. Uh, oh, you have, you have to jump in a bit because there's a bit of boring stuff. Yes, yeah, just. Little visual treat there that you do. Oh, you, 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 you treat us with such eye candy. Thank you, Dan. <laughs> uh, now, he says, how, how could this become so bad? Uh, the fact is that many saw this coming and warned about it. Organized crime has grown in over a decade. In just 10 years, violent, deadly shootings have tripled. It is political naivety and ignorance that has brought us here. It is a reckless immigration policy, a failed integration that has brought us here. Uh, exclusion of parallel societies feeding criminal gangs. They can recklessly recruit children and educate uh, the murderers of the futures. Swedish law is not designed for gang warfare and child soldiers. Yes, what was it about Sweden prior to um, you know the 2010s that had a legal system that was simply inequipped for people who fall completely outside of civilizational norms? We, we, we will never know. Um, anyway, he says, but that changes now. The government is changing the migration policy. We are doubling sentences for serious weapon crimes and crimes involving explosives. We are going to introduce containment sentences so that really dangerous criminals never get out. And the key bit, we will deport those foreign criminals that are involved in gangs, even if they have not been convicted of any crime. So, I mean, he's not hanging about on this one. So that's the, assuming he follows through with this anyway. So that's if the individuals haven't committed a crime but are in, in, involved in the criminal gangs that have collectively... It, it, it's basically the Bekele model, model, which is if, if you're involved in this gang, you're just out. You're gone. 
I mean, yes. I don't care. Apparently, yes. uh, can be gone. Yeah, apparently the UK government forbids me from airing an opinion on Yes, you, you, you're, you're not allowed to say that that's a good thing in any way. Well, I suppose you could say it's a good but thing for Sweden. It's pretty amazing, actually, because, I mean, like, Sweden a few years ago, I don't remember now, but yeah. the, the government was a joke for yes. everyone. Like, they were so mm. just silly. I mean, I don't know what a better word for them, because it really was just silly, yes. frankly. They'd come out with, like, oh, we have a new feminist foreign policy. Do you remember that one? Yeah, it was all about maximizing the feminist angle. Well, but they had a feminist foreign policy to deal with Russia. And of course, everyone was just like, okay, are you, like, they, they were yeah. already a joke on immigration. To get to the point now where they're actually fixing themselves, hopefully, that's a massive turnaround. Yes. Well, if he follows through. Yeah. If he doesn't get stymied, if it doesn't get blocked, if civil rights lawyers and judges and all the rest of it. But as a statement of intention, I mean, that's pretty bold. You did a segment at the weekend, didn't you, Harry, on um, drill rap gangs? Uh, that wasn't on the weekend, but yes, oh, I think okay. it came out over the weekend. Well, it was uh, talking yeah. about the Chris Carver situation. Yes. Um, now, you know, if look, obviously we, we, we don't endorse doing any sort of this, you know, Swedish stuff here, British police. Um, but, you know, that that sort of thing could be applied here to those sort of drill rap gangs. Well, it would be incredibly easy yeah. because what I unearthed uh, through a few quick and easy Google searches that is there is in fact a UK drill website mm. which has a map on it that has all of the territorial locations of all of these drill rap gangs. And even more than that, the otherwise, as far as I'm aware, neutral website Genius, which posts music lyrics from songs on it mm. has a web page that breaks down all of the drill gangs and who they are allies and enemies with. Yes. This is how detailed informa- how much detailed information any rando can find through Google yeah. looking into these things. And the British police in London just can't do anything about it apparently. So they, they, they yes. have the gang affiliations, who they're enemies with, who they're allies with, and a literal map showing the locations they yeah. operate in. London police throw their hands in the air, go, nothing to do with us. So I, I would just make the observation that obviously in El Salvador, in El Salvador, it got to the point where they decided, sod it, if you're a member of MS-13, you're going in a cell for the rest of your life. And Sweden has got to the point where they've decided, okay, if you're a member of one of these gangs, you're gone, you're getting deported. It would have it would appear that we have not yet got to the point where that sort of thinking has made it over here. Thank goodness, British police. Because <laughs> that would be awful if, if we were to decide to toughen up on some of this stuff. So, I mean, I, I, I could give you a whole list of, um, you know, um, shootings, um, bombings. Uh, there, there was a particularly nasty one at the, at the weekend where um, they basically put a, a bomb in an apartment and then just blew up neighbours as well. Yeah, one of our commenters told us about it. I think it happened on Friday morning. Yeah. So. Some, some poor woman went to bed and never woke up in the morning, just blown up in the middle of the night. Um, apparently Sweden now has 61 no-go zones. Yes, where the police can't enter. The, the police can't or won't? Well, I, I suppose they have to get really tooled up if they're going to go in. That's the, that's the Prime Minister saying he's going to bring... So that's just out of the nature of how dangerous the criminals operate within those zones are. Yes. Bloody hell. Yes, um, the, the 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 new police chief. I don't know. Oh, I, I didn't get the name, but he says uh, things haven't been this bad uh, in this country since 1945, um, and warned that they are facing a system. So, so literally, since the last <laughs> world war, 
Yes. Is when things were... When we were surrounded by Nazis and Soviets, things were better. When, bom <laughs> when bombs were dropping out of the sky... Yes. It was, well, Sweden was neutral. Well, yeah, so. they were neutral. But, but still, in places outside of us, bombs were dropping out of the sky. Now they're just being planted on our domestic soil. Yes, that's an interesting question. Was it actually better in Stockholm in 1944? I probably, mean, it, probably safer yes. for your average man walking the street. And... And probably fewer rapes as well, I would imagine. But um, almost certainly, yes, I don't know. Anyway, so the the, the 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 new police guy has warned that they're on the verge of a systematic societal collapse. That's what you want to hear from your prime minister. <laughs> Lovely. Yes. So, um, so I mean, it's, it's got oh, another figure I dug out. It was 125 bombings in Sweden so far this year, and that's that's one almost every other day. You have the grenade attacks list. I'm going to see if I can find it. There's a Wikipedia yeah. list. I'm pretty sure it's grenade, grenade attacks in Sweden. And it just become a meme because it is unbelievably long. So while you're, while you're finding that, I'll, I'll tell you the key things that came out of this new policy move. So the military is going to be deployed to fight these gangs because the police obviously can't do it. Um, deporting foreign, foreign criminals and gangs, even if they haven't been convicted of any crimes. Building new prisons to separate um, the younger ones from the adult criminals. Um, doubling sentences for serious weapon crimes involving explosives, uh, making sure all children learn Swedish. I would have thought that was... <laughs> oh, sorry, but... Um, yes. one, of, one, of these things, one of these things on the list is... <laughs> oh, come on! One of these things is not like the other things. I mean... <laughs> we have to crack down on the criminals. First things first, Swedish lessons. <laughs> I mean, uh, where, where, it, it tells you where's something. Where's the, where's the lessons that tell them not to rape people? Uh, well, they're or written in Swedish, so they can't read it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> exactly. Do you not remember uh, that actually was a thing? Do you remember the armbands? Do you know about the armbands? Oh, that was a thing they tried in Germany, wasn't it? Oh, it was in Sweden first, I think. So they, they would ah. make these little armbands that said, don't rape me in Swedish, and then they'd give it to Swedish girls because, you know, that's. Oh, well, you, you know. Well, yeah. And obviously isn't, the response was, literally can't read the, Swedish, so... That's literally the opposite of, like, feminist policy on how to deal with rape anyway, even in the West, where you just say, we need to teach men not to rape instead of I, women to on. defend themselves. I've, I've, I've that's got, impressive. I've got an idea. What if I wear a wristband that says, don't tax me? Do you think that would work? Worth a try. I mean, same logic. Well, at least it's in the language they can read. Yes. Uh, and the last thing on the list, introduce tougher sentences so that dangerous criminals will never get out of prison. So, so this is fairly encouraging. And um, uh, our man Musk. Uh, oh, oh, I think that was that was it at the end there. Oh yes, okay, yes. So um, our, our our man Musk responded to the news that Sweden will be deporting people involved in gangs with a tweet that simply read, "Good." So uh, yes. Well done, well done. Elon, did you find that list, Callum? The, 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 the grenade list? Yes. You want to see the grenade list? Yes. Can you... Okay. Can we have that technology? I will send it to John now. I will uh, put it in Studio One. Ah. Um, it's literally just a Wikipedia list. I think it's not being updated anymore because people just got bored. Right. Which, um... Uh, yes. Too much. That's sad. When it gets to the point that grenade attacks are just such a boring aspect of daily life that you can't even be bothered oh, yeah, to update they just stopped sometime in 2018. Oh, so bloody if, we, uh, if we scroll up on that a little bit, then I'll show you. Here you go. So Each this of these is, is an individual hand grenade attack. So someone gave up at this point. Because this Wikipedia list has been going for ages and it's been a meme for a long time. Mm. It's just like, yeah, this is, this is normal in a country where you can't buy grenades. <laughs> so <laughs> who's doing all the grenading? Just random Swedish men with their pickled herrings. Clearly. All right, now what's the population of Sweden? It's got it can't be that much, can it? 
Uh, oh, I, can't. I imagine they're quite a sparse population. You're trying to do quick maps. Well, I, I was going to if I could actually find the population, but for for there to be, what it, what is it? So a, a shooting every every couple of days, uh, a grenade attack. However, I can't even tell from this list because it was it was so many. Oh, it is it's ten million. So you, so to translate this into British, you've got to multiply everything by about eight to get the scale of get the scale of this. So times this list by eight, and this isn't even a complete list because they gave up. Yeah, and that's that's Swedish life. Yeah. So anyway, um, yep, Sweden um, as well as El Salvador has decided that enough is enough, and they're just going to they're just going to deal with their gangs, irrespective of whether you can prove an individual crime in that particular case. The fact that you're a member of the gang is good enough. Um, obviously, we we don't want to do that sort of stuff here, British police, because we 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 do not endorse uh, deportations in any way, even if it would stop people from being um, murdered and brutalized. Because you know nothing nothing is worse than deportations. Goes on that note, we'll get us something a bit more cheery, shall we? Yes. So let's try and enjoy ourselves. It's time for fun. Oh, good. Well, I don't know. Maybe fun. Will I, I be know. forced to have fun? You will be having fun. It's a fun, cheery subject. <laughs> What's it about? So I thought I'd talk about Elon Musk going through his Tim Pool phase, which uh, we all do when we get to a certain age, you know, start noticing things. When our hair starts to thin and is, our is it a certain? Is it a I certain don't need to make fun or? of Tim. <laughs> Is it a certain age or when you make your second or third hundred billion? I think it's when you start to notice a bit too hard and then you think right. you should probably go and... Yes, he, ha he has been doing a lot of noticing lately. Yeah. So I'll start this off with just a little promotion here, being the uh, Epoch series, the best castles, because I thought I'd promote something. And um, why not? This, this is Bo having fun. And um, we're going to have a look at Elon having fun. Because here's the data, Southwest, sorry, Southwest land border encounters. So this is just US data on border encounters. Um, can you guess which one's Mr. Trumpudu and which one's um the ghost who's in charge now? Well, it would be magic if if the orange line was Trump, of course. Yeah, it is. Right, that is it's actually also the one be... that's at the bottom. So you can uh, you can see the moment Biden gets inaugurated there. Jesus. And then um yeah the the encounters um well what is that more more than double triple? All, all, all I can are. see is a line that you couldn't even ski down. So that's uh, 2021, and then you've got 2022, which is that line there, and then 2023. And so I, I don't really know about you two, but I'm seeing just a line that seems to, for the most part, be going up. So, <laughs> well, more good. <laughs> I mean, if, if this was your monthly profits, you'd be extremely pleased. Yeah. So we went from what, well, the Americans here were talking about, of course, yeah. so half a million people trying to break in, and then you got two million, well, more than two million every single year. We've gone over this many times. It's been a, 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 a catastrophe, yes. frankly. And if the media were serious and the, the United States functioned semi-normally, what would happen is, of course, you'd have the people trying to defend the government who claim to be journalists and would try and say, well, you know, they're doing their best job or blah, 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 blah. Mm. But instead, it seems to be looking from the outside in that the American system functions much like ours, which is they just pretend this is the new normal and ignore it. It's inevitable. And there's a small portion of those who actually say something about it and, well, you know, try and point out this is literally insane. Because we're not even talking about legal immigrants, of course. All of the individuals here, the two million per year there, that is literally people who are just invading. Yes. You, you could, it's not the hardest job in the world, um, fill out a form. Yes. But no, no, just break in. I, I'm sorry to get um, a bit touchy. Well, they've not received their state-mandated English lessons yet, <laughs> so they can't fill out the form. The, the, the United States will provide you a form in your local language if you want, but they do not care. So people just breaking in. 
I, I get a bit annoyed sometimes with Americans who, who, who well, left-wing Americans when they talk about like, oh, but you know, they're fleeing for a better life or something. So yeah, then fill in the form, yeah. illegally. It's it's not well. Quite way. a lot of people manage to do that. So oh, millions of them every year. Yeah, but this is just people breaking in. So they're literally invading the southern border. And as you can see, this um, has become a bit of a meme. Um, New York even decided to go with um, F off were full as their position. I thought, I thought they were a sanctuary city, though. They were. They were, but then their mayor recently came out and delivered a speech where he said that the levels of internal migration they're getting into the city, uh, Eric Adams, that's his name, uh, will literally destroy New York. That, th those were his words and not mine. <laughs> but I mean, just bloody pick one. You, you either your highest priority is either to be a sanctuary city, in which case you just let them in without limit, which is basically what he was advocating for Probably. Texas. How this works is we're a sanctuary city until you have to actually, you know, Do sanction something. anyone. Yes. Mm. Uh, after out there, you want to be actually take them? Are you mental? That's not how this works. Yes. What I do is I, I say I love refugees, and then I don't sponsor any of them. Yeah. They're not coming to my house. And uh, as you can see here, for people who are listening, uh, this lady here is uh, saying, on the possibility of the right to shelter changing in New York City, chief advisor to New York City's mayor says, in the meantime, quote, we need the federal government, the Congress and the Senate and the president to do their job. Close the border. F off, we're full. New York City. Which, um, you know, I'm, that's, I'm, a, that's a pretty big tonal change from New York. I'm glad they're finally there. I've just noticed that Eric Adams' Twitter bio has his pronouns in it, for God's sake. I mean, I already knew that he was just a Democrat, so there you go already, but God. Look at it. Look at that. Anyway. but And to be fair, they're not even getting, you know, they're, they're, they're just, you know, they, they could be worse than, than Central um, American immigrants. I mean, they're not getting the, well, the hand grenade crew, are they? Well, just the numbers. I mean, I'm sorry, but like, if you're on the yeah. southern border, um, millions. Uh, if you're New York, a few thousands apparently enough to make you go F off, we're full. You know, full Australia mode over here. I, I don't think it's a few thousand. I think it, the figure was something like three hundred thousand per year. But into what, into New York, York City, I'm, I might be exaggerating that, but it was something ridiculously high. And at that point, you've just got infrastructure concerns to worry about. We literally—it's so, almost like they have the same problems as everyone yeah. else. You can't oh, fit terrible. that many people in, and our infrastructure isn't built to be able to accommodate that many people. I mean, presumably the calculus was that um, Hispanics tend to vote. Democrat more, and therefore we can turn Texas purple by just opening the border, and then yeah, but the, that's Texas. Yeah. They, the people this is affecting are yes. very far away from Texas, and now that it's affecting them personally, they don't care about Texas. Yeah. They don't care about the people that live in Texas. As far as they're concerned, Texas the, is full of backwards hicks. The, and this the only way, if I, I would order. be even slightly okay with this, if I was living in Texas, if all of them got immediately put on a bus and taken to a sanctuary city. Well, that's the, this is the kind of sick talk, though, because I mean, as, as much as it is funny, and don't get me wrong, I yeah. kind of like people getting what they deserve. This is just chaos yes. of yeah, a way to run a country. Well, that it, we have two sides of this country trying to destroy each other with mass immigration. Yes, but it's the, it's the and, only way they learn. No, no, no. But the, the, the problem is, though, right? Okay, the mass immigration tends to turn everywhere it goes into a third world asshole, right? Yes. America does still have parts of it Democrat run or not, which are very nice because they've not been hit by third world em immigration. I don't want to turn those places into third world assholes just for the yes. sake of spite. That's, this is you, what I'm trying to get at. As far as, as there should what be they're doing is evil, but I don't want to commit evil to them in return. 
Not in that sense, at least, because yeah, but then no, everything is destroyed the, the, for the, everyone. The, the, they're doing it to themselves because it's the de- it's the de- Democrats who are insisting that these borders are open. You've got federal agents yes, on the border red until it affects them. And this yeah. is the thing I, I'm trying to get at because, like, in any normal time, like this is actually a great bipartisan position, which is yeah, we both actually, you know, regardless of our, well, in the case of the Democrats, delusions about the world. Um, I quite like to live in a nice area. Mm. Uh, that's organized. And then you see Elon Musk even, you know, being the centrist that he is. I mean, this is why I'm referencing Tim Paul, because, I mean, Elon, regardless of what you think of him, I think genuinely he is a centrist. But he's pretty normal on all these issues, and that's what makes him this new right-wing figure, mm. according to these people. I mean, he's noticing here, this is the, the speech that they've been referencing, where in 2021, she's over here, this is a uh, governor of New York, saying that she welcomes all migrants to New York, and then two years later, she says, F off, we're full. Which, you know, stunning and brave, don't get me wrong. And Elon noticed this and, well, correctly was like, this isn't a Democrat or Republican battle. It shouldn't be. And, um, yeah, but it kind of is, though, because, you know, they, they became... asked for something and they got it. Exactly. And I'd love to see how long this goes on for, because it's interesting that, yes, the system does seem to be course correcting as soon as they have to deal with it, at least these New York politicians. I would be interested to see if this is actually how the United States manages to come together on this issue once again, which is do they just have to go through this painful period? of busing them all to blue states until the blue states sort themselves out and stop advocating for the destruction of the red states by mass immigration. Because I mean, there were, two, there were two ways to stop people from being a Democrat. One is if they're quite young, if they just grow up and their brain matures and they experience life, a lot of the time they'll stop being a Democrat. So that's another way. But once you've got sort of adult Democrats of this woman age, the only way to stop them advocating for Democrat policies is to expose them to the consequences of Democrat policies. Go live in it. <laughs> yeah. To such an extent that they realize that actually they need to tone it down a bit. Yeah. But, and, well, once again, just to, to, to put an analogy to put my to put my point home. So say say you've got an infestation of of this isn't to Democrats. draw this isn't to draw a, a direct comparison. This is just the first thing. Say you've got your home and the, your front room, your living room has been infested with rats. Mm. The solution to the problem is not to then disperse all of them to every other room in your house, thereby destroying all of them, it's to get them out of your front room. Mm. And to shore... Sure, we're not comparing humans to... No, no, I'm, no, no. I, 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 I'm not, but I'm saying that it's just an analogy Okay, yeah. to, to draw it down to scale. I get your point. Like, if you have some people invading your house, like you, you don't invite more people in, to invade your house. That, that doesn't just, just to the problem. other rooms to annoy the people who live in those rooms. No. Yeah. But anyway, my point being here, and the, the temple aspect, is that I quite liked that Elon Musk has decided to become some kind of investigative reporter. So you can see here, this is a video of him posting. And I mean, like, the viewership is neat. Just <laughs> to say nothing else, I, I'm happy that there's uh, 100 million views on this issue. And this is him down at the border talking to whoever. And then videoing, hey, you see, like all these okay. people who we are breaking in. Get out on- Maybe we should stop that. Maybe it would be a good thing if we had a secure border. Mad, I know. And he looks like a proper Texan. Like well, he's got the mustache and a hat and The people he's talking to there, yeah, yeah. which I, I, I do love. But it's um, it's not just that. I mean, you can see here, like him taking the pictures with uh, people who have broken in. Uh, many women and children in this photo, as we can see. <laughs> I mean, it is just embarrassing how the same laws of the modern world apply everywhere, which is that we're never looking at mass movements of refugees. We're never looking at mass movements of people who don't have a choice. And, and you've got people like William Hague and the Conservative Party who, who is insisting this is inevitable, it's going to increase, you just have to get used to it, stop complaining about it. Well, well, what, Immigration what, is inevitable. What, what's his argument for that? Does he just go look at late era Rome? 
There's inevitable there. <laughs> is, that his, is that his argument? <laughs> but it's, it's, I mean, kind of. The whole West, yeah, the whole Western world is facing this at the same time. Masses and masses of young men flooding in. But also, uh, Elon makes a very good point here, which is just the point here. The US Border Patrol reported that the highest number of recorded illegal immigrants in history, over 260,000 a month, a single month. And he points out this is a population which is, you know, the population of Wyoming. Great. An entire state just coming in all the time. Fantastic. That's if you include the supposedly unrecorded number there, which is hard to calculate, but either way, I mean, just take two months then, you've got all of my women, which is mad. And uh, there have been some good memes, like, this is pretty nice. Biden administration reports on dangerous African immigrants at the border. Disgusting. How, how could they do this? Anyway, but in between all this, he's been posting just 50 cal shots, which, I, I mean, I hate to say it, but I do kind of love that the richest man in the world, the American, you know, the whole African-American meme is good fun. Mm -hmm. But also, I do kind of just love how Elon does live up to the American stereotypes a lot. He does a lot of the things that I would do if I was a billionaire. Yeah. And including a, a 50 cow Beretta is definitely on that list as well. And this isn't me saying like, oh man, I love Elon Musk or the, this segment being like... Oh, I quite like him. I, I've, no, he's got some serious problems. He is the king of Twitter and that's yeah. his prerogative. He can do what he wants with it. He owns it. But I, I don't really think Elon Musk is our guy will in the we, sense will, of... Will we be seeing his legal immigration tweet just to confirm what you're saying there. He supports mass legal immigration. Yes, he, because yeah, that's a good yeah. thing. He tweeted out saying that he doesn't support illegal immigration, but would actively like to see legal immigration expanded massively, which is possibly the worst thing I've ever heard him say. Or Especially seen. from a South African. Like, yeah, yeah that, that, that'll go well, mate. Trust me. Brilliant. It, it's, it's silly. I mean, he's got some silly opinions. I mean, also, we could talk about the people he still hasn't brought back onto Twitter. Yeah. Mr. Robinson is still not there, which yeah. endlessly annoys me. To be, to be fair, on the Twitter point, you could make the argument that Elon Musk is basically the only person left in the West that has free speech. And that's what you do. And it cost him $44 billion in order to get it. Well, maybe. But you remember when he took over Twitter, and even somewhere recently, he kind of had this thing where he would try and do the whole standing back and observing situation. I know he's not fully jumping in, but he's uh, definitely at the position now where he just doesn't really care what the mainstream media are going to say. Like, he's just going to go down to the border and tell everyone about the massive problem there, which is the correct thing to do and thank you know, him for doing that, I suppose. But I don't think he would have done that six months ago. I think he would have been too timid to just go directly to such a direct problem. Yeah, I, Biden administration. to be fair with Musk, I, I, did a, I did a brokenomics on Elon Musk um, a couple of weeks back. He, he was red-pilled on um, demographics at a fairly young age because he was, when he was like, I don't He's know, from 13, South 14, Africa, I assume. Yeah, 13, 14, walking home from school, um, a, a community in South Africa decided, oh, look, there's a white boy, and they almost beat him to death, and he was in hospital for quite a while. So he, he got red-pilled on this whole issue um, a long, long time ago. I wasn't aware of that particular story. Yeah. I don't think you can grow up in South Africa and become like deluded to reality. No, really is. Too much of a wake-up call. But there's the question, because, I mean, he's going down there and showing that off. I mean, I have to wonder, I mean, what is the ideology, if we really think about it, of the people in charge of the United States? And I was thinking about that earlier, and I think genuinely their position on Native Americans, and I do mean that in the truest sense, which is Americans who are native to America right now, you know, the Americans. The descendants of not the, the Indians. European colonists. Yeah, I kind of, yeah, I follow the conversation, but I hate the whole term that like the Indians are called the Native Americans. Like, well, where are these guys from then? Mm. Exactly. Anyway, but 
those people, what's, what's the position of the government to those people? I kind of think the position of the government at this point is, how about you die? Frankly, how about you all just get really old, you can't have kids, and then you die out as a group? And instead, we'll just import, well, literally anyone else. Mm. And mm. this is just the, the numbers here. I, I don't know why else you would do this if it was not to basically just completely change the place forever. And sadly, I think you're right, and it does seem to be the prevailing ideology, not just the US, but most Western leaders. So if I wanted to describe like the US oligarchy, I mean, this seems to be the thing that's in charge for sure. And then are you kind of asking the question of who benefits from all of this? Sort of. But then I want to go and check out like the the delusion of the left-wing response. Because I mean, like, you can argue about Elon's role in the world, you can argue about things he's done, things he's done right, whatever, and you can get some kind of sense. But then the the responses to him, I always find from like the the stooges of the state. I mean, like Mehdi Hassan here. I don't really know why he exists as a figure at this point except to just sit around and, and... So that he can spout leftist talking points and try to tell people that Elon Musk and others like him are evil. But that's, it, that's the only reason these people exist. Sure, but I mean, like, Mehdi specifically. Like, this is the, <laughs> this is the reason I've chose him. You in particular. <laughs> he, he seems to just spend all his life jacking off the, the Democrat politicians. Like, this is all he seems to do. Like, here he's just moaning, as you can see. Well, they're, they're all partisans. The entire... I mean, this is, this is why Trump should be on Mount Rushmore, because he exposed what the system and the media is. They're just all Democrats. Sincerely. And uh, you can see him whining. Like, how dare you go and do this? Which is, he went with a camera to the border. Shock. And he says here, you know, uh, we're all numb by this in the age of Trump, to let politicians, but why is a businessman who runs tech and car companies at the border giving updates and being hosted by officials and law enforcement? What is the point of this? Why does he think he should be there? Yeah, because, because he can, because, because they because, want because him, because like he can. People like you, Mehdi, who are in the media, are not doing this. Yeah. yeah. And therefore, if you want bloody journalism to be done, it needs non-journalists to go and do it. It, it needs a, li literally just a billionaire in a cowboy hat to go and actually do your job for you. It's because they won't do it. Like, of all the people to be doing the Tim Pooling, I mean, the, the whole joke being like, Tim Pool ended up doing the job of journalists because journalists just became complete hacks and, and just wanted to do that instead. Yeah. Um, and Elon Musk is not the one I expected to do that. And then the response here is just so obviously vitriol at being called out that you don't do your job, you yeah. don't do anything useful to society, you literally just sit around and say, everything's fine. It's not fine. I mean, oh, yeah. seriously, I mean, the, the graphs here are horrific when you think about the damage being done every single month. I mean, uh, and he sits here just being like, why does he get to do this? What's the point in it? To try and, I don't know. Because all the, the media does this day is read out corporate and government press releases and dunk on Trump. That, that's the only stuff they do. Now, you know who the real oligarchs are? Who's that? The guy trying to stop it. Yeah. I just, I just love this. I mean, I, Mehdi is a personal favorite of mine just because of how, I don't know, grim his life seems to be at this point. Yeah. Like, I don't know what he does at night other than just, I don't know, kiss Joe Biden pictures, otherwise he's just missing a lie. <laughs> pray to his shrine of Joe Biden in the corner. It's just weird. I mean, there's nothing to pray to. That's, that's what I never get about like Joe Biden supporters. I mean, I've met two, and one of them was a member of the Taliban. So I, I don't know who well, likes Why were they like saying, praise be to Joe Biden for giving us our country back? Well, they, Is that literally it? Basically, it was like, you know, th we thank you for leaving. Also, cheers for leaving all of the billions of uh, military equipment behind. Oh, yes. That was a big help. Pretty nice. Yeah, well, I mean, because they leave a helicopter when they leave so, the house. I mean, in terms of who benefits from this, I mean, it, it doesn't even benefit the the Democrats. It certainly doesn't benefit the Democrat voters. The only people that I can possibly think that benefit from this is is like the cartels, maybe China. 
Yeah, well, I mean, the people getting into people the country who then can immediately go on welfare, they're benefiting from it. Yeah, but what, why would that be in the interest of anyone? If the, you wouldn't I, they can influence decisions. I, I, Cartels I, could influence decision makers. I now support the uh, Morgoth's line where it's uh, not only are the elites full of malice for, like Callum says, the why don't you just die position. Yeah, literally just looking at the American to be like, wait, just... They're also just stupid and incompetent. It's a mixture of the both of them. It's the fact that they want this, but then don't have the foresight to see how it will negatively affect them personally down the line. Mm. It's the same way that you prop up the entirety of your nation's economy purely on debt that is completely unsustainable in the long term. Mm. But I've got all of the things that I need right now. You know, And then a year or two later, you'll end up having to bail all the banks out again. Mm. Anyway, the other reason I wanted to talk about this is not just because, like, haha, funny, like Elon is doing nice thing, which is pointing out problem, is that I don't, as I mentioned, I don't think Elon would have done this six months ago, and I'm interested to see where he goes exactly with this. Like, uh. I don't think he's going to set up Elon Musk live uh, and sit around and, and and do the news like Tim. Uh, but you yeah, know, because six months ago that he, would actually be pretty funny if he did it because <laughs> he was fairly neutral before, wasn't he? He was like, okay, you know, we got this platform; it's going to be about free speech, and they and just, just given up. Yeah, they just attacked him relentlessly. So we thought, oh, sod it! If you're going to be my enemy, I'll I'll roll with it. I mean, I have a, a great example here. Although it be is... it would be nice if he'd have actually sued the ADL like he said he was going to. But... Certainly should. But you can see here, for example, Joe Biden saying that Elon Musk and X are to blame for the lowering of guardrails against inf- misinformation. And it's just like, okay. For anyone who hasn't paid attention, I don't know how you couldn't, but that, the, that, the that. main change to Twitter that Elon Musk brought in was literally just the community notes. So that sentence makes perfect sense if you strike out the misbit. What, lowering the guardrails against information? information. Yes. To allow people to actually report Yeah, because before, yeah. it was censored off. But that's the, the amazing thing, is that of all the things you could try and attack, I mean, I mean it's just, weird to have the president come out and attack him anyway, right? Yeah. I'm I mean, sorry, I've just realized that community notes is essentially the formalized version of that old meme of this post has been fact-checked by true American patriots. <laughs> it's true, though. <laughs> it, it, it is. And what's amazing is that way, the true American patriots who do the community notes are way more accurate than any of the fact-checkers from various corporations you've never heard of. In that era of... Facebook and Twitter. Oh, they're still there. God, I'm, yeah, I'm glad it's dead. I look them up for segments every now and again because they're always funny. How are those people employed? So, oh, mostly false, but it's true. Yeah, like, but that's, anyway, there is an army of funding for left-wing nobody, nobodies. Yeah, but Just, my, my point being that, you know, it, it, if you're going to attack Elon Musk, trying to say that he's spread more misinformation in the world is the weirdest kind of attack that they've tried, in my opinion, because it's so clearly the opposite. He brought the community notes feature to actually make things way better, and it demonstrably has for everyone who isn't lying. But I suppose that's going to hurt you. And this is why I think he's decided now, effort, whatever, I'm just going to do stuff, and I don't care. Because if you are fighting a war with an enemy, you've got to accept that you're fighting that war to not lose. Because if you never accept that you're fighting a war with them, you instantly lose. This is so, what Sam so Harris Biden, used to say about Biden is racking up an impressive list of enemies at this point because, of course, he's, he's managed to turn MBS in Saudi Arabia, comp- uh, though he absolutely hates Biden. He's, he's managed to do the same thing with Elon. I mean, Bi- Biden is just racking up enemies everywhere. Very, very wealthy enemies. Yeah. And he probably doesn't even realize it. No, maybe not. Because he is very sleepy. Yes. Yeah, no, I mean, I am glad that Elon seems to be actually doing stuff and uh, like more stuff, I should say, than, than nothing. 
He, he seems to just not care anymore. I mean, there were a bunch of tweets from him just being like, I don't even read any MSM anymore. I literally just get all of my news from Twitter. Yeah, I mean, same, same me. I don't watch... Any, well, unless I'm doing it for a segment, I don't watch anything on the internet. He is correct when he posted that most of what you see in mainstream media is what yeah. was already on Twitter yesterday. I love how he's kind of just made his own Discord server, but it's Twitter. Because he was talking about the fact that now I literally get subject matter experts on anything I want who will community know whatever I'm looking at. Mm. I was like, okay, yeah, that is, that is pretty neat to, to yeah. have as an information tool. Well, no, he's, he's got a point as well, because subject matter experts these days are the sorts of people who are willing to discuss subjects that will mean you just get barred from the mainstream media. That mean that you get barred from mainstream yeah. publications and barred from mainstream academia. So if they want to be able to speak truth, then yeah, they are just going to have to go on here, aren't they? But anyway, I suppose I'll end this off with just a, a little bit more fun, which is uh, funny that apparently... Literally just pointing out anything that's true in Europe will make you an enemy of Europe, specifically the Germans, of course. Uh, he stepped in it because he posted a post in which someone points out the photographic evidence of German NGOs helping to engage in what well, I'm just going to call people trafficking. Frankly, that's what it is. Mm -hmm. And um, Elon said, is the German public aware of this? And the German media like, freaked out. The Musk machine, as the head of Twitter, drifts further oh. and further to the right. The people who use this platform so carelessly should ask themselves a question of conscience. There, so no... you have said <laughs> you're a bad person for using Twitter because the man who owns it has pointed out there's, the truth. There, there's no statement of any value in there. It's just no. going, you should feel bad. It, it, feel it, bad. It, wasn't, it wasn't just the German media. The German government clapped back at him as well. They did. And I just love it. It's all over video proof. Yeah. There's no... You were clearly wrong. Here's the actual yeah. situation. It's, he has discovered the truth. Quick, hide it. Yes. You must not be involved with him. Da Dan. Get the immigrants across the channel. Sneller, sneller. I, I, know, I know that um, advocating for deportation, which I would never do, is enough to get you on a watch list. Yes. What about advocating for the mass shutdown of probably every NGO in existence? Oh, God, yes. Well, that put me on Keep a watch list. Yourself. I, I, I don't know if that gets you on a watch list, but it, that, I, I want to do that. I, I, I know. It would be nice. You've seen the Argentinian guy going through all of the government departments that he would close and go, Afuera, Afuera. That would be me with all of the NGOs. Just put all of them on a wall. Afuera. If I could yes. that, I would. But we'll end this off just with a little bit more, which is um, the, the AFD were having some good fun with all of this um, after Elon even came out because some guy was moaning his bike. Not a good look, agreeing with the AFD, the, 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 the truth exists. Throughout a, yikes, a Reddit yikes. That's yeah. a yikes a Rooney from me. God, do you believe reality? Oh. Anyway, and he just pointed out, I don't even know what the AFD are. Don't care. I'm, I, I'm in America. <laughs> I don't give a crap. I'm pretty certain the AFD's leader has just been debanked. He has for running in an election. That's his crime. Anyway, but the AFD did have some fun. You know, Elon Musk would vote for the AFD. Probably would. I don't know if you remember they put up Ataturk posters back in the day trying to get Turks to vote for them. <laughs> the AFD have good meme game. There's, there's yeah. a reason they're, they're like the biggest party in Germany now. I'm still impressed by March, like two months later. Beautiful. Yes. But just for the AFD listeners and, and, and we support you in every possible way. You are fantastic. But we'll end this off with one more thing which is uh, just to remind everyone of those numbers. Uh, this is what happens when you literally don't have a border. Um, for some reason there is one country in Europe who manages to survive with the border crisis? Is it run by an evil alt-right fascist dictator? No, it's run by normal people. It's called Poland, where, where they just say, no, you can't come in. So you can see these lovely people here. I suppose I'll play some of this. 
we just listen to these uh, refugees who are claiming refuge from themselves, presumably. I'm trying to break in Poland here. This is a great first impression. Now compare this to the footage that I think many people have seen of the US Border Patrol fist bumping migrants as they break into the I've seen federal agents cutting the wire that have been put up to allow people to break into the United States. But every single one of these people, they just want to contribute, right? That's why they're making battering rams. Yeah, that's why they're making battering rams so they can break down laws. Using the term invasion, it just doesn't apply when obviously violent people are trying to break violently. Should we kill the sound? Come on, look at that. The good guys always wear balaclavas, man. <laughs> to, to be fair, got me there. To be fair, I'm not wanting to get in on any watch lists or anything, but I still think this is a very mild response. There are there, there are more robust methods that you could use to encourage them to back off. There, there certainly are, and the polls are doing what they can. But I just yeah. find it hilarious and uh, ridiculous that the United States lives in this world where they're not willing to just do the basic of enforcement, and and yet even like a tiny country like Poland with a huge border of its own yeah. can can just deal with it. And, and this is the thing. Look, whole, look at this guy. I'm sorry, but it's got swimming goggles on. <laughs> These people are just kind of comical. Well, he's probably just off the boat, isn't he? Yeah. For five pounds yeah, a day, you could sponsor Ahmed here and his battering ramps. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, that's all I have to say, which is uh, I'm interested to see where this goes with Elon. It's uh, somewhat of a shift, and uh, I didn't think it was not worth noting. Should we go there to video go. comments? Yes. Well, we all can see the writing on the wall. I can't hear We're it. heading towards a cyberpunk dystopia. All right. Except without all the fun parts. Even so, I'm doing my part to bring some of that fun stuff to life. This weekend, I'm going to a pumpkin chucking, an event where people build their own trebuchets to throw pumpkins. Oh. To see if there's anyone interested in building mechs like mine and have a competition. Wish me luck. So that is an ambition of mine. I've always wanted to make a trebuchet. It's on my list of things to do. Do it then. Yes. What do you mean, do it then? I mean, do it then. What's stopping him? Any idea how hard that would be? Yeah, it sounds like a fun challenge. It's a bit of a project. It would take a week or so. But you could do it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they, they did it in the 14th century, so I'm pretty sure I could do it if a trip to Covers. What's, what's the point in doing anything if you're just, just going to go, oh, it'd yes. be difficult though? I remember once I was talking to Carl and I was saying, like, someone asked, what would you love to do if you had all the money and all the time, blah, blah, blah. I said, you know what I'd love to do right now because I was playing Red Dead 2. Uh, I want to get a horse and a rifle and go into the wilderness and hunt game. And then Carl looked at me and went, why don't you do that tomorrow? I was like, where? Where in the UK am I going to get any of those things? In the UK, that's a no. (laughs) Yes. If you moved to the US, I could live my dream. Yeah, there you go. Be John Marston. Right. Sweet. Good morning, Lotus Eaters. This is a longtime Sargon and Lotus Eaters enjoyer dating back to about 2016 and a recent gold tier subscriber thanks to the Sargon hack. Appreciate that. I uh, want to see if you're interested in taking a look at a letter I wrote uh, in response to the my vaccine religious exemption uh, denial that I had to write to SecDev. I'll have to take a few things out, but if you're interested, I'll send it over. Also, this is an image of a patch that any sailor can wear on their uniform, and in light of the recent controversy, I thought you'd get a kick out of that. Thanks. What what's the patch in relation to? I missed. Don't it looks like a, the tail of a rattlesnake. So I assume it's a "Don't tread on me" variation. Yeah. Is there a navy variation of that? I assume so. Well, welcome aboard to Gold Tears. Yes, thank you very much for subscribing. We're very very glad to have you here, Kyle. And um, 
is anybody interested in taking a look at that letter he was pointing out? You can send it into contact at Lotus oh, yeah. if you'd yeah. like so that we can take a look at it. Yeah, Pete will get it and then disperse it. those listening, this, our, our gold tier friend here has a, has a channel on Instagram called Hello Beats. All right. I think it was just Instagram, but it was definitely Instagram. Maybe some other stuff. That was, that, that was Hallowed quite, Beats. Quite a, a relaxing beat. Yeah. I see a lot of, the, whenever we get a video comment like this, I feel like we're just playing the ads. But this is a radio show. That's our ads. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the pizza thing. The, uh, the pizza thing is back. Okay, that's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> that's so cool. That, it looks nice to me. That is the rent that's white. I never do cream um, cheese was. It that's wasn't what you want. You want stuff. I think it looked nice. Not the best so pizza ever, but I thought it looked good. So oh, it looked good. It although, hello, if you ever find yourself in the UK, friend. what I want now is Kitchen of the Lotus. <laughs> I like burnt cheese. Look fine to me. Yeah, but so to be fair, I listened to that episode rather than seeing me. What's that mean, you mick? You literally just told us about your genetic makeup, telling you that you love really plain food and you're really picky. Yes. I am very picky, but pizza, for the most part, I've eaten far worse pizza than what that looked like. Come on. I don't think that's something you should boast about. I, could I mean, I, when I was on holiday in Spain a few weeks ago, the hotel that we were staying at, the pizza that they were serving there was atrocious. Burnt? No, it, it wasn't burnt. It was just really bad and bland. And by the time it even came out, it wasn't warm anymore. Yeah. So it was just like eating like lukewarm dough. So, so one of our one of our subs proposed this on Twitter, and I agree. We need to have a Lotus Eaters cook-off. Was this Luna? Yes. Oh, for God's sake. Yeah. Which which I will win, of course. But really, you've seen John's Instagram. I'm a really. I, I will admit that, 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 that so, yes. yeah, we're out of this game. We're not in it. <laughs> no, I think we're in it for the comedy. <laughs> yeah. I made chicken nuggies. <laughs> I, I will admit that John will be a contender. Some turkey dinosaurs for everybody. They're nice and crispy. Mm. Harry, you just got them from a pack, didn't you? No. You said this is like it's a bad thing. I would eat the turkey dinosaurs. I'd eat the turkey dinosaurs as well. See, yeah. what are you going to make? Oysters? Turkish dinosaurs? No, turkey. Yet. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Turkish think? dinosaurs. Yeah, yeah. That's all right. Let's move on. Dan, Dan at Christmas. Don't tell him. Don't tell him. <laughs> I, I could, I could whip up an Iskender or something. Do you, do you think? What do you think you're eating at what? Christmas? Normally, like a massive fish Tur or something. Turkish man. You eat fish on Christmas? Yes, because turkey's ridiculously expensive. Oh, I bet you get goose as well. Well, I basically I, I get whatever. To be fair, I'd like to try. You, you can get like a whole salmon at Christmas and have that. Why would or, I want or, that? Or a whole side of beef. You want to stink out the kitchen at Christmas, and then and then you. That's not very festive. And then you could have turkey a week later when they're half price. But like what? What kind of a gift is that? That your family's coming over for uh, for Christmas oh, dinner, and no. they open the door and bam. No, I don't have family over. Oh, you don't have. Uh, you eat a whole salmon yourself. No, I. I Dan's I, I, Christmas is spent at a tiny table by himself, devouring a raw salmon. I have the family that I live with. I just don't bring extras in. Okay. Well, well, bar humbug to you. <laughs> Let's move on. <laughs> Thank you very much for all of the awesome content which you guys produce, in particular the podcast, which is now my only news source because I cannot stomach 
reading or listening to those wannabe elitist globalist fanboys who call themselves journalists and also all of the premium content, which is absolutely awesome. I learned so much from that stuff, epochs, contemplations, uh, the economic stuff. It's fantastic. So cheers, guys. Keep it up. Lovely. Broken on to mention. I've not seen Sir up. Rich before, so I assume he's a new subscriber. Yes, we've had, we've had an so influx. Thank you very much for that. Mm. Glad to have you on board. Oh, we got a I Sophie as well. I didn't want to get too blackpilled or depressed, so I decided to just spend my weekend tracking through this nature preserve only a mere half an hour's drive away from my home. You know, sometimes the best thing is just to get out there, get away, get out in nature. Nature is beautiful, man. I agree. It's very nice to switch off. Is, is Sophie Danish? Yes. Right. Just, is there anything there you're going to add to that? that? No, 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 no. That no. I was just wondering where it was that was quite nice. I just, I just remember the previous video that I caught from her, which was that she also lives next to a Nazi theme park. What? Yeah, I, I missed this. Oh yeah, you oh, missed yeah. this. There's she, a Nazi theme park. She went for yes. a walk around there, and there were just some guys who worked there, wandering about in a little bunker in Nazi outfits, just having a little joke. Sat there doing how coffee. much tickets? Every so often, they would just throw out a little, you know. <laughs> Danish. Little hand. It's quite funny. I had this, yeah, they were drinking. I had this idea a while back. I don't did I, th did I tell you? I don't know if I told you. I wanted to set up a Confederate what, theme park. Nazi? No, 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 no. Oh, okay. A Confederate theme park. Where you go to the south, I don't know. We'll say Louisiana because you know the flag. And uh basically it's uh it's a working plantation, but everyone's a paid actor. Right. You know how you have those wild west places you can go in America. Oh yeah. It's the same thing, but Confederate. We we ought to check with Sophie. There isn't already one. Near her house. Yeah, okay. So there, there might be a lot near her Eating house. Eating for patrons. <laughs> she, maybe she lives in like... She's got an imper imperial Japanese war museum right yeah, so next I'm, to her house. It, it sounds like she lives in Westworld. Dude, they've got like, the Westworld nothing wrong. The Japanese bit and all the rest of it. Tivoli Gardens. Have we got any, have we got any more videos? Or are we no, that's go... all the videos. Oh, right. So let's go to the comments let's bit. Go to the written comments. Can I have a mouse, please? Okay. Give me a, the mouse. mouse. Yes. Um, well, this Good is a bit zoomed in, though. Right. I'll go to some of these. So from mine, Derek Power, saying you get your history from Roots is like Scott saying they get their history from Braveheart. Braveheart. For the record, I like Braveheart for what it is, and I know it's not supposed to be history. Well, some Scots would disagree with you there. John Lewis, I assume everyone has seen the new £5 coin released today to celebrate the life of... You guess... No, I hadn't. Who are they celebrating? It's not Diane Abbott. It's so. Mary Seacole. Okay. Great. Might pass on that one. Le French Beanies says, uh, you can solve the problem of black history and other intersectional issues by diluting the terms black and white. Stop using it to refer to people and instead refer to them by nationality or ethnic group. Grease the chaos that already is the oppression hierarchy and make it unpalatable to most people. Tech heresy. Wait, if English history is black history, it wasn't colonization. It was returning home. This is very true. I, I, so I was, all the Brits here are like, we was Kangs. We was. Okay. And we've got a monarchy to prove it. Yeah, I mean, if black history is British history, then Brits are blacks. I mean, the Irish already are, so... Uh, Atrus Oranis says, I thought Black History Month was February in America. In England, it's, um, it's October, which was sometimes mocked because it was the shortest month. Also, one of those guys who debunks these black inventors built everything videos is Don't Walk, Run. Thank you very much for that. Let's go into your comments. 
the French beanie says you can solve you can't solve problems that you can't describe. Any society that prevents discussing problems freely through legal or societal avenues will inevitably fail to those problems. Yes, absolutely right. Do agree with that. Kevin Fox says, speaking of bombings, did you hear about the one in Pakistan? Dozens killed while celebrating Mo's birthday when a suicide uh, bomber went off and Europeans wonder why level of violence are so high. Yes, that is not what you want on your birthday. So they, they bombed themselves in Pakistan. Um, that will, that, I yeah. assume that will be inter, Presumably, intersect violence with yes. different sects of, uh, of Islam, I assume. Cal, yes. you're probably the expert on that. They've got the sunnies and the, sh- and the shites, haven't they? And they don't, they don't get on. <laughs> I think it's the shears that you're thinking. No, 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 no. Let them cook. Shiites. <laughs> <laughs> Shiites. There you go. Yes, there we are. Um, uh, Sophie Liv says, uh, the population of Sweden is about 10 million. The population of Denmark is 6 million. And Norway, also about 10 million. Also, one-fifth of all of these countries, 20% are foreign-born. That's not good. Wow, one in five. That's yeah. what it is in Swindon. Yes. Mm. To be fair, they're probably clustered around cities. But uh, yes, okay. Um, Shaker Silver. What? Shaker Silver. Oh, okay. Shaker Sh- Sh- Silver says, El Salvador is the same uh, unsustainable use of power that starts benign but is incentivized to keep grabbing more power for fear the enemy will take charge. Yes. And I don't, really know about that for one just because of the fact that they're already having um, the US threaten financial and economic sanction sanctions against them purely so they can try and prevent the human rights abuses yeah. of the violent gang members being put in prison but what, what what's worse being murdered every time you step outside your house or the US sanctioning you I mean those sanctions would have to be pretty severe I mean they'd have to cut the well, oxygen it, it, supply it, or for it to be worse it depends on if it ends up like if there's a legitimate threat of the economy being ruined, the problem with I, I understand your yeah, but the, fear. Country, the country was ruined by yeah. the gang. So well, that's that's the thing. I understand the fear that you're going through here, Shaker. But there is a point where government action is a positive thing if it means that it's getting it's eliminating the criminals off of the street. I think some on the more libertarian right, and I know that you consider yourself a, sort of of that, Dan. I'm a, I'm a reformed libertarian. Yeah, still. Um, I know some see any any use of government. <laughs> sorry, sorry. No, no, no it's, it's basically I've just come to. I've come. Just, to... It sounds so stupid. No, I've just come. I'm to a the... reformed libertarian. Like I've been caught cheating, and now I'm trying to get. Yeah, yeah no. I basically, <laughs> I've basically come to the conclusion sorry. that we're just going to have to use the power to crush our enemies. Okay, okay. Sorry, rather, sorry. rather than trying to dissolve it. Well, yeah, that's that, that's the thing is that there comes a point where the choice is you either use the government to do something useful, like put all of the criminals in prison who are destroying the country and murdering people all day, every day, and giving your country the highest homicide rate in the world, mm. or you sit back and go, well, I don't want to use this power because what if I go too far with it? Mm. At that point, you're just going to put yourself into, you're just going to stun yourself into a point of complete ineffectuality. Because what else are you going to do? The free market will put these people, will stop these people from committing crimes. No, it won't. Mm. No. Eventually, you need to get the special forces on the ground so that they can put these people in prison. And then the free market actually can come into play because all the people who previously weren't able to do anything because the gangs were terrorizing them can now start their own businesses. Well, it's, it, it, it's, it's not like well, there's any free- On that note, we're out of time. So oh, I need to end the show. Uh, I'm out of caffeine too. I'm going to bed. Um, <laughs> thank you. Goodbye. Goodbye.